In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lent is for losers. That's my title for today's sermon and the Sunday of the Prodigal Son because, because today's reading is all about losing things and somehow finding them again in ever better ways. And you could certainly say the same thing about this entire season of Lent. It's meant to be about losing things, even losing self, in order to be found by God in even better ways. And remember that old Christ, Christian adage by Meister Eckhart. He said that the soul grows not by addition, but by subtraction. And so Great Lent is this season of subtraction, where we give up lesser things and lesser selves to rec recommit ourselves to greater things and our greatest self. And this isn't natural and it's not easy, otherwise everyone would do it. But if we seek God in our losses, then they can become our lessons for our coming of age in this life, even unto the next. So the title, Lent is for Losers, and the idea of learning to lose might rub you the wrong way. But I think that's just because we've been conditioned that way. Most societies, including especially perhaps our American one, teaches us all about winning, and that winning is everything but that learning to lose, that's a lesson with very few teachers and very few students. And we always have to be careful when we notice a blind spot like that in our society because that's the type of thing that the evil one likes to use for disguise and for deception. And the obvious deception here, right, is that winning can't be everything. By definition, it has to be 50% at most of everything because the other half is losing. But our society tends not to focus on that. Deny, avoid. But that's not healthy, it's not whole, and it's not even rational. Because, as you all know, we will face as many losses in our life as we face wins. And the older we get, I think it tends to trend that way. Loss of youth, loss of your 40s, loss of health, loss of kids who are now adults. Loss of friends, lots of members, loss of members of the community. Somehow, though, we have to learn to lose and let our losses be our lessons. Otherwise, we'll be like half men and women living half the life which God intends for us. Well, that's why Lent is for losers. And it and the scripture, as we talked about, is our textbook, and especially for learning loss. And remember, we said that these progressions of Sundays is sort of a lesson in itself, and that's also true with today. To review, recall that the first Sunday of Lent in the beginning of scriptures is our greatest unfading blessing, right? God blessed us into existence and everything into existence. And that never goes away from God's side, our original blessing. But from our side, somehow, just as soon as we're blessed, we tend to turn our backs on our blessings, lose sight of it over and over again. And that's why the second Sunday of Lent last week was our expulsion from God's presence and why this third Sunday, the prodigal Sunday, 
is actually made up of three parables about loss and losing. In fact, even though it's the Sunday of the prodigal on our church calendar, it could just as well be called the Sunday of the lost or lost Sunday because we read three stories about things that are lost. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, the prodigal. And like a master storyteller and physician of the soul that Jesus is, the stakes keep on increasing as Jesus tells the stories. First, just one sheep is lost, but there's 99 more, so okay. Then, one out of 10 gold coins is lost, and the whole house is overturned. The coin is even more precious. But then, of course, the final and great story is about the lost son. Prodigal means lost. And he's one of just two, but of course he's one of a kind to his father. And so this progression of the parables, it's as if Jesus is increasing the difficulty of the lessons of loss in life, which I think rings very true. We gain possessions and we lose them. We gain wealth and we lose it. But so many times with our bias to winning, we treat these things as trophies that pile up like permanent wins that show how much we're worth. Jesus teaches something different. He says that our Heavenly Father knows we need certain things and is not indifferent. He knows we need them even before we ask for them. But somehow in the mathematics of His kingdom, if we hold loosely to the passing things of the world, our empty hands are open hands that can receive more of the abundant and lasting gifts of God. That's the first lesson of loss, put most succinctly, you could say, let go and let God. But the final story of loss is not just about possessions, it's about losing our very selves. Can we hold ourselves loosely, loosely, like our possessions? Well, that's exactly the point of Lent. We abstain from and get perspective on these aspects of ourself that aren't really essential, to make sure our deepest self, most true, the one created by God is clutter-free, if you will. And then even more than that, we said last week that all the wrong turns in our spiritual life tend to happen when we think too much about ourselves and not enough about God. Well, the prodigal son reminds us that there is no way for us to be lost in life, not even by death itself. There's no way because God can seek and find us no matter what. So, we're all losers in this life, but God is a finder, and he's a seeker, and he's a keeper, and he always welcomes us back home. So I want to leave you with this theology of loss, if you will, and show you how it's not just theology, but it applies to little lessons and struggles in our lives. Here's a few examples. My son, Nautic, had a great chance to participate in the art of losing this season as he lost every game his team did for the YMCA touch football, flag football team. Every single game. Some kids quit. Some kids and their parents yelled at the refs and other parents. But the lesson of loss, though, was to keep trying, always keep respect and grace, even in repeated times of loss. May we all practice self-respect and grace in our own times, whatever they might be of repeated loss. 
Our country is a great example. Our country will practice the art of losing this year. At least 49% of the country will practice the art of losing probably, and 51% will win. May we all commit to act with integrity, mutual respect, and tolerance, win or lose. That would be a great thing. And then finally, well, two more. Our second home of Armenia has had an extended period of loss since the 9th to 2020 war. May those in Armenia and we in the diaspora continue to learn the lessons of this loss and work together to help Armenia be the greatest country it can be. But finally, and most important, I know that many of you have lost loved ones this, this past year or perhaps have seen how fragile your own life is. My prayer is that we heed the unparalleled promise and example of our Lord, who as his own life was being lost in abiding love for us and in trust to his Father, said this, this is the will of him that sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it all up on the last day. We are losers in this life, but our Lord is a seeker, and whatever he seeks, he finds, he takes with him unto heavenly glory, now and always.